You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson Nation, and welcome into the Locked On Clemson Podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Tolbert. Happy Friday. We made it to yet another one. If you're working this weekend, I'm going to get you through it. If you're not, you can just relax with me. We're going to be talking all things Clemson Athletics. Can't wait to get into it. This episode is going to be a little bit different, a little bit offbeat. Initially, this was going to be a mailbag episode, but I got a question that was so good. I had a couple people chiming in about it that I had to make it an entire episode. We're going to be talking about experience versus talent when it comes to the depth chart at Clemson. It's been something that we're going to be looking forward to in the future and something that we've had in the past. We're going to really dive into that, so stick with us. If you'll do us a favor, though, after this episode's over, if you enjoy what you've heard, please subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast. You can find that wherever you find your podcast for free. Make sure you do not miss a single episode. We're going to keep you up to date with all things Clemson Athletics. Please rate and review the show as well. We're going to be talking about experience versus talent. Let's go. All right, so initially this episode was going to be a mailbag segment, but the question was so good that I ended up having to make it a standalone episode, and it's something that I've covered a lot ad nauseum, both as someone who covers Clemson and someone who's been in the pads and just talking with fans in general. It's It, it brings up a lot of questions when it comes to coaching, and I want to get you guys up to speed on that. Before I do that, though, I just want to say we are living in the golden times of Clemson football. Some of you guys might be new. Some of you guys probably graduated from Clemson in 1970. It is what it is. The, the fact of matter is Clemson is in the best time that it's ever been before. You got to think, yeah, we're not winning national championships for the last two years, but we've won a national championship twice in the last 10 years. And not only that, but we're not having to do it in a way that says, hey, we have to pay kids with McDonald bag, McDonald's bag and still goes three and nine. Or, you know, we don't have to deal with those situations. We don't have to deal with coaches jumping around every day. Clemson has a really good culture, and we're very, very fortunate to be dealing with what we're dealing with right now. So I, I want you to know that while sometimes it's frustrating when you see some of these things, there's a rhyme and reason to it, and I trust Debo Sweeney and staff to get it done. But the question comes from my friends over on Twitter, Mary C. Williams and Gray Thompson. Thanks for chiming in. Mary C. Williams asks, Glad some players came back, but would like to see more reps for the young safeties and linebackers like Bentley and Swinton. Please discuss the balance of experience versus the need for more speed and agility at those positions. Really, really good question. Then Gray comes in with another statement. It's more of a statement than a question, but um, he says, I have seen and heard the suggestion often this week. To me, experience is invaluable. We saw it this year with Alabama and it arguably defined the 2018 Clemson title team. It also seems that young players get more reps at Clemson than most. So uh, we're going to talk about that right now because I think that's kind of where I'm leaning at it. Um, but th- there is there is nuance to this. So Clemson understands at certain times it's great to have experience, but also sometimes you need to have that young talent in. And Clemson, like Grace said, plays the most young talent that we've seen in college football. Nobody plays more players than Clemson does on a game-by-game basis, uh, and that's just facts. It's backed up with stats and data. Um, it, it's just one of those things where if you're a young player and you're healthy, you're probably going to get to play in a game at Clemson. It is what it is. And the thing is, the great thing about Clemson is that you don't have to be waiting for the game to be 77 to nothing 
before you can get into the game. Clemson plays players sometimes in the first series. They, they rotate guys out. We've seen the best running back in Clemson history, Travis Etienne, be a part of a uh, committee, which other schools would never do that. But it's just how Clemson functions. They always want to get the younger guys in, get some reps for the other people, because it's one of those things they are building for the future. We want you to be playing now and get your bumps and bruises right now, get baptized. So that way, when we need you later on, you're going to be experienced. And it's kind of a flip-floppy thing. The reason why I say that is because at times, there's people who want Clemson to play the young guy who's really talented, but then there's other times when the young guy should get out there and people are like, don't put the young guy in. We need this guy. I remember seeing the same thing with Jamie Skalski. James Skalski was a player that nobody wanted on the field when he was younger because it was like, oh, why are we putting this young linebacker in? Same with Ben Bowler. Why are we putting this young linebacker in? But then as time grows, those guys get better. They have more experience. It's one of those things where you rely on those guys. You absolutely have to have those guys on the field. And then there's other situations where it's like, mm, this talented guy, uh, he's been a starter for us for three years, but there's a guy behind him who's just better. Uh, does that ring any bells? That sounds like Deshaun Watson and Cole Stout, and that also sounds like Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant. I think it's position by position, and sometimes it just goes off of what happens that season. What is going to go on that makes that happen? Later in this episode, we're going to get granular with this. We're going to talk about certain situations and why I think that's going to work out the way it does. But again, Clemson's going to get their players in. You're going to play if you come to Clemson University. Uh, you're, going, you're going to play football. Uh, now, sometimes those guys you know, have to go through power hour and get their red shirt in, but Clemson has been known to play these guys the four-game minimum now that allows you to play four games and then red shirt. You're going to play those games, get you a little bit uh, experience, and then you're going to hit that weight room. You're going to hit the power hour with Coach Batson. You're going to get more of the game plan. You're going to be with the scout team because they're going to rely on you later in the year in your career. You know, maybe somebody goes down your red shirt and they absolutely need you because the numbers are low. Hopefully, we'll figure this out because, you know, that's why I said it was so important for Clemson to get that transfer portal thing going on because, hey, maybe you won't have to do this as much, but, you know, you can rely on that player because they get experience. Another player that I know for a fact, when he goes in, everybody goes, oh, it's Jake Venables. Think about this. Every time Jake Venables has to go in for James Skalski, everyone gets upset about it. But you won't be feeling this way when Jake Venables is a senior because you'll be looking forward to having a guy who has four years of experience playing in this defense. You're going to need somebody like that. Now, I understand you're going to have some young, more talented players out there. I said the same thing when people said the things about Chad, uh, the same things about Ben Bowler. You could say the same things about other players. It, it doesn't matter. Who you replace them with doesn't matter. It's about getting that guy in and getting experience for the future. I think Clemson is one of the best at cultivating future talent. That, in my opinion, is why the 2018 team was so good. And we'll talk about that for sure. Uh, I think Gray hit the nail on the head with that one. The reason why that 2018 team was so good, those players are young and inexperienced when they first got into the game. They got their first taste of college football on that level. But by the time they were juniors and seniors, we trusted them. And that's what made them so elite. They came up in the program and were developed. But it wouldn't have happened if those guys didn't get early reps. So we'll talk about that more specifically in the next segment. But before I do that, let me tell you about my friends over at betonline.ag. Are we ready for some football? Uh, we should be. It's all here now. Sadly, college football is over here in the States, but I have been going through withdrawals and found myself watching the Japanese 
college national championship football game was very interesting. Actually, decent football, but I've been missing some Clemson football. Can't wait till August and September comes around for that. But NFL is still going, though. We've got the Bills versus the Chiefs. Oh, that's going to be awesome. We've got the Packers versus the Bucks. Can Aaron Rodgers get it done again? I, for one, am hoping for a Bills-Packers uh, rematch in the Super Bowl. That would be so awesome to see. Maybe the Bills can get it done this time. We know what happened to them in the 90s. But you know what? If you need to know the numbers on that, you need to know the line and the spreads and everything about it. There's only one place that has you covered and only one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, and you can use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Twenty twenty is mercifully over, and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. So, if you're the betting type this year and want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're all in here at Locked On Clemson. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm going to go back to 2018. So, think about how good that team was. Think about the defensive line that we always just go crazy about, how we talk about how we miss so much and we can't wait to get back to that kind of play. Think about the wide receivers. Think about uh, having Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence and all these other guys. Think about how that happened. Let's talk about this now. Let's start with the defensive line specifically. That defensive line grew up over the years. Let's go back to 2015 to talk about more about the defensive line. Remember, Christian Wilkins was a young boy at that time. (laughs) He was barely even just breaking in at Clemson before he found himself being a starter because he was that talented. He ended up playing all year, right? Being a very big contributor to the team. We knew that we had something special in this guy. We know we had other guys on that team that could have played. It is what it is. But that 2015 team was loaded with a lot of guys that were going to be future stars at Clemson. But back then, we didn't know who they were. Let's go think about that whole season. You know, the guys, there was a stretch where they didn't have a single break. There was no bye week. So they were just out there playing week after week after week. They were getting beat up. He had a guy like Ben Bulware playing with a shoulder that was basically separated, had to hold it together with a strap piece. Um, everybody was hurt by the time you got to South Carolina. The reason why that game was so, uh, is Clemson was just dead. They didn't have any usable depth at that point. Um, and, and they just didn't have, uh, the healthy bodies that go into the ACC championship. I wholeheartedly believe that if Clemson was 100% healthy in that game, it's nowhere near as close as it was against North Carolina. I think Clemson could have pretty much blown them out that year. They showed the ability to, got up like by 19 points. If a healthy team's out there, they definitely win that game. Let's also talk about going into the playoffs. Remember, Shaq Lawson didn't play against Oklahoma. Austin Bryant. A guy who no one really even knew who he was. He was on the roster, young guy, gets out there, does a really good job. And like, hey, we got a player for the future. This guy's awesome, right? He came in with great size, came in with good speed and, you know, uncanny ability to tip balls and intercept them. We didn't know how good this guy was going to be, but we had to find out then. Then also, 
You think about Cleveland Furl that season. Was unable to play, still dealing with a knee injury. It's red shirt. But going into 2016, things change a little bit. Kind of the same situation. You had a guy like um, Christian Wilkins having to play and set the edge at defensive end at times. You had Dexter Lawrence, this new kid who's just like Christian Wilkins, coming in and playing immediately because he's that good. He's that big. You got Austin Bryant. You got some other guys playing. You didn't know what you had until you got to the national championship and realized that you can actually keep up with these guys. Year three, these players come in 2017. Great season, didn't end the way you wanted it to, big-time loss in the Sugar Bowl. But 2018, now all those players that you gave all those opportunities to, that you got them in early in their careers, were ready to go. There was nobody touching that Clemson defensive line in 2018. Nobody, including Alabama's offensive line, who had guys go pro and are playing pro right now. They could not handle Clemson's defensive line. So we want to play these guys more often. Let's talk about now the running back group. Can you even think about it? I said this earlier. Travis Etienne, the best running back in Clemson history in 2018, was just now becoming the sole starter at Clemson. He was still a part of a rotation with a guy like Tavian Feaster. He, he wasn't even the main guy in 2018. He started his career at Clemson as a four-string guy, but you realize he's too talented. You got to get him out there. He kept climbing the depth chart and then eventually became the man at Clemson, the guy that we know as the best Clemson running back and the statistically best running back in the ACC history. Uh, we didn't even have we, – we were relying on those guys to be uh, you know, a part of a committee. And then the most important part, let's talk about the quarterback position. Remember, everyone realized that Kelly Bryant was not going to win a national championship for Clemson. That's no offense to Kelly Bryant. No offense whatsoever. But you understood that this young guy behind him was very, very good. We've already seen that scenario before with Cole Stout and a guy like Deshaun Watson. Remember, a lot of people were upset because they're saying, oh, well, Dabo's just playing the loyalty card because Cole Stout's been there and he's waited his turn and now he's going to get a shot to start. No, that's not the case. Remember, Deshaun Watson, when he came into Clemson, had a tour. Uh, he messed up his shoulder, was un unable to play in the spring game. We really didn't get to see a lot out of Deshaun Watson while he was there early on. It took him until a few games in to realize, hey, this guy can actually beat out Cole Stout. That's what ended up happening, right? It wasn't one of those things where, you know, Cole Stout was getting it just because Dabo Swinney liked him. At that point, he was the best quarterback. Same for a guy like Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant came in for spring, was the best quarterback. At least that's what everybody says from the reports. Uh, but, you know, he couldn't fend off the younger guy who's more talented. Dabo realized that and made him the starter before it was too late. So, again... These coaches aren't dumb. They know which players deserve to be in. They understand which players need to be in. But it, it's just one of those things where if I'm looking at this team, again, 2018 was so good because of what they did in 2015, I'm going to completely be okay with some of these younger guys getting in and not being very pretty because I know what's going to happen going forward. I just... The, the thing that gets me most excited about it is just remembering seeing a guy like Vontae Bentley out there against Virginia Tech, and he's just laying people out. He looked so good doing it. you know. And then you also have the opposite of that. You have seniors at other positions, at cornerback, at safety, getting beat by simple routes from younger players. But I digress. I'm going to wrap all of this up coming up in the final segment in just a few seconds. Stick with us right here at Locked On Clemson. 
Go behind the scenes of the game that you love and get all of the sides of the story with Rejecting the Screen Podcast. Each week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all of the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to the Rejecting the Screen Podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right, final segment of the Lockdown Clemson Podcast is here. Thanks for sticking with us. I just want to wrap this up with some thoughts that while I have talked about all of that young experience in the previous segments, I talked about how it built the 2018 team that was nearly unstoppable. I also want to bring this back down to the earth standards and let you know that it is about winning now as well. You know, Clemson fortunately has been able to do both. They've been able to get a lot of young players in, but also be prepared to win right now. When I say that, it's kind of like the NFL. You think about teams tanking for whoever, like, okay, the Jags tanked for Trevor Lawrence. They're going to get Trevor Lawrence, but they understand that they're not going to go 16-0 and just because Trevor Lawrence is there in year one. You understand you're getting that piece because you're building it for the future, but you also want to win now. You don't want to keep going 0-16 and, and then pull a Texans with Deshaun Watson, and then by the time you finally think that you're getting the right pieces in, your star quarterback wants to go somewhere else, or he's hurt and retired, kind of like Andrew Luck and the Colts. It's one of those things where you want to win now. So Clemson needs the older players with more experience in the games playing because they're going to be able to help you out with things. Vontae Bentley, do I think he might be more athletically superior than James Skalski? Probably. I've seen it on the field. James Skalski is no slouch himself, though. But do I think Vontae Bentley might be a little bit more athletic than him? Yeah, absolutely. Does Vontae Bentley have the ability to get everybody lined up and be there and be the enforcer in the middle as well as being that quarterback as well, the cerebral guy that can communicate with Brent Venables right now? Probably not. So while you're in win-now mode, you got to do everything you can to be out there. I say the same thing about a guy like Nolan Turner. Do I think Nolan Turner is the best talented guy for the Tigers at safety? Probably not. But he's going to leave you with a guy that can be a part of a program that's – he's been there for four years. He's been start. He's been playing for the better part of four years. It's going to be his what fifth year now. He's been playing for the better part of four years. I could be wrong. He could be even longer than that. But the thing is, he's going to be the guy that can actually get guys in place, communicate with the other DBs to make sure that they're doing things right more often than not. They're not going to be foolproof. Just like Jamie Skalski is not always going to get the players lined up. We saw that against LSU and Ohio State. And Nolan Turner is not going to be safe from even busting a coverage himself. But more often than not, these guys are going to get you right. They're going to be the guys that can come in and lead the team. Just like, hey, you know, we we need a young guy at receiver who knows how to run the right routes. That's going to help out. We need a running back who knows how to block. If he doesn't know how to block, this is why we rotated Travis Etienne out so much uh, when he was younger for for like Adam and Tavian and some of those other guys because he didn't block as well as they did. So it's one of those things where you got to have the youth come in when you need them to come in, not because you just want them to. And I think Clemson is doing a good job of balancing that. Uh, we, we've seen younger guys come in early in rotation on offensive line. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, why are we putting these young guys in? What are we doing? But you'll need those guys in year two. Just like this year, we had a lot of young players. Mason Trotter, we had Walker Parks come in, Paul Teo. A lot of these young players coming in and we're like, oh, it just doesn't look as strong. That's going to help us out for 2021. Believe it or not, these guys are going to come in. Even if they only have four games of experience, they're going to know what it's like to play in a D1 game. I don't care who it was. I don't care if it was a Georgia Tech game. 
It does not matter. You're going to have experience, and experience goes a long way. This is why we're talking about having guys like James Skalski and Nolan Turner back. But it's also going to help the younger guys out, too, because, again, Brian Brzee and Miles Murphy are going to be even better. To me, they remind me of the Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence of the 2015 and 2016 seasons. Those guys are going to come in and have great careers now because they always they already did. They came in as young bucks, and now they've got a whole year of experience under them, so they're going to be even more uh, just better at the position. They're going to be even better for that. The fact that they can come in as a sophomore and say that they're already seasoned veteran, that's awesome to me. So I'm excited about this. I do want to see some of the younger guys play a little bit more, but I also want to see Clemson rotate maybe a little less than they did this past season. Of course, they had to because the season dictated that. You didn't really have as many players as you thought you would at certain positions. But I think 2021 going forward, if all things go the way that we would hope them to, I know COVID uh, is been a factor, but if we can get past all of that and the season goes on as we expect it to, I would like to see Clemson rotate a little less because you know what you have at those positions. If you're at cornerback, I want to find somebody win the battle at cornerback. Um, at safety, either you're going to win the battle or you're not going to play. Landon Zanders rotated out a lot. He was hurt and just bad play here and there. If you're going to be the starter at strong safety, I want you to be the starter at strong safety. I don't want to have to see Joseph Charleston and uh, Ray Mickens and all these other guys playing over and over and over. You know, I'm not saying we take the Alabama route and say, oh, only the starters play throughout the entire game. But I am saying that we need to see a little bit more consistency so this team can gel because there is a lot of youth at certain positions. I want to see that offensive line playing together a lot. I want to see the running backs. If you're going to do a committee, I want to see that same committee keep going. I don't want to see a random Sylvester Mayers get in there uh, playing on <laughs> third down a critical third down in the third quarter. We don't need to see that. And also the last thing I want to say before I depart here today and get you on your weekend is that to me, a lot of the times experience translates to uh, leadership. The guys who have the most experience can be better leaders because they know exactly what needs to be done. They've been there and done that. They've gone through the ups and downs of being a part of a team. So those guys are the leaders. This is why we need them out there as much as possible. This is why it looks different when you have James Skalski and Nolan Turner out on the field and you don't have them out on the field, not because those guys are just the craziest athletes in the world, but because they are leaders and they help people out in their positions, more than just their position as well. Uh, you got to think, Jamie Skalski communicates with the linebackers. He communicates with the D-line. He also communicates with the safety sometimes. So it's very important to have a guy like that. Same for Nolan. It's the same for when Trevor Lawrence is out there. DJ Uyunglele came out there and dang near threw for 1,000 yards in the two games that he played, but there were certain situations that he was just not prepared for. And having a guy like Trevor Lawrence who's seen that before, been there and done that, would have helped out a little bit more. But getting him that experience, not only in a game where he was not prepared to play, but then also the very next game, going up to one of the more tough teams that you could potentially play in your second start ever, and doing what he did is going to help us out going forward. This is why I am not worried about Georgia game one this upcoming season because I feel like DJ can now say, I've seen this before. I've been behind Trevor Lawrence. I've seen how he works and how he functions. I'm ready to go. So I'm excited about it. Plus, like I said, that leadership is very important. This is why that 2018 team was so good. You can name like 10 leaders off that team <laughs> on just the defense itself. 
So it's one of those things where we get those guys in, get that experience, get that leadership. This team will be back in the national championship again, and I can't wait for that. But with that said, we've reached the end of today's episode. Thanks for sticking with us for so long. Follow me on Twitter at Ellis Tolbert. That's E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T for more conversation. I'd love to have you there. And please don't forget to subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast. That way you can get these episodes as they drop, when they drop. You don't want to miss a single one. I'm going to keep you up to date with all things Clemson sports. Please have a great weekend. Stay safe. Have fun with your family. Do whatever you need to do. But also remember to social distance and all that stuff. It's always great to be a Clemson Tiger. I'll catch you right here on Monday at Locked on Clemson. Have a great weekend.